The intentional action of board certification really holds a pharmacist accountable for lifelong learning and at the end of the day, uh, improving patient health outcomes. And I think that's really the big motivating factor for not only sitting for the exam, but also maintaining the certification. Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where quality measurement leads to better patient outcomes. This show will be your go-to source for all things related to quality improvement and medication use in healthcare. We will hit on trending health topics as they relate to performance measurements and find common ground for payers and practitioners. We will discuss how the Equip platform can help you with your performance goals. We will also make sure to keep you up to date on pharmacy quality news. Please note that the topics discussed are based on the information available at the date and time of reporting. Information or guidelines are updated periodically, and we will always recommend that our listeners research and review any guidelines that are newly published. Buckle up and put your thinking cap on. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. Welcome back to the PQS podcast, where we focus on medication use, quality improvement, and how we can utilize pharmacists to improve patient health outcomes. I'm your host, Nick Dorich, and on today's show, we are continuing to celebrate American Pharmacist Month. This occurs every October to recognize the positive contributions to public health and patient care provided by pharmacists. As someone that works with pharmacists in many settings due to my work at PQS and due to professional involvement, I see that many pharmacists in their name or in their email signature are going to have extra letters. While there are a variety of credentials, advanced degrees, and certificate for pharmacists, many pharmacists are keen to note their particular board certification. Hence, for today's show, our guest is Brian Lawson, Associate Executive Director at BPS, the Board of Pharmacy Specialties. Brian, welcome to the Quality Corner Show. Thank you, Nick, for the opportunity to talk about the intersection of BPS, board certification, quality, and patient health outcomes. Excellent. Well, to get us started for today's episode, Brian, can you provide a rundown on your background with healthcare, and can, can you tell us a little bit about what you do now? Of course. Well, you know, my exposure to pharmacy occurred in middle school when I was a, a summer volunteer at the VA in Huntington. It was back then in 95 that I was introduced to the role of the pharmacist and how it was evolving primarily to focus on the needs of the patients and how it was a profession with many career tracks. And then I attended the West Virginia University School of Pharmacy and was really active with APHASP, just like you were, Nick, and understood the diversity of options for pharmacists, including association management and connected with folks like uh, Keith Marciniak and Jen Athe and Mitch Rothholz, Bill Ellis, later on Crystal Atwell, and learned the role of um, pharmacists and association management, and then 14 years ago had an opportunity to do an APPE rotation with APHA. 14 years ago, uh, this month actually, uh, during American Pharmacists Month, um, and then I did an executive residency with a, an association management leadership. So I was fortunate to stay on staff with APHA working in governance, and then went on to work for the Board of Pharmacy Specialties for the last nine years, where I get to explore the intersections of board certification and patient health outcomes and really serve as an ambassador for BPS and board certification in the U.S. and around the world. Excellent, Brian. Well, we're going to delve into what exactly BPS is and what the board of uh, certification means for pharmacists. It's going to be a really great conversation for today. Uh, but before we do that, 
we're going to hear the breakdown. Now it's time for the breakdown. As Quality Corner show host, Nick will ask three main topic questions. Our guests will have a chance to respond and there will be some discussion to summarize the key points. This process will repeat for the second and third questions, which will wrap up the primary content for this recording. After that, expect to end on a closing summary, usually containing a bonus question. Now that we have described the process, let's jump into the questions. All right, Brian, today we are talking about the pharmacist and opportunity for board certification. Uh, At the beginning of the episode, I mentioned that most of us have seen those letters at the end of a colleague's name and email signatures or on their LinkedIn profile. We have to start with the beginning here. What is board certification for pharmacists uh, and are there equivalent programs for other healthcare providers? So really good question, Nick. You know, board certification represents a pharmacist's commitment to lifelong learning. And if pharmacists really want to focus on and maintain specialty knowledge, they really seek board certification for that purpose. Pharmacists are adapting and learning with an ever-changing healthcare landscape. And you're, you're right on point. Other professions have certification programs. You see it in medicine, you see it in nursing, you see it in physical therapy, you see it even in outside of healthcare. You're a certified uh, Accountant oftentimes will have those certifications as well. And so BPS has 13 specialty areas, more than 51,000 active certifications. Some of our most popular specialty areas include pharmacotherapy. So if you see BCPS, uh, that that represents pharmacotherapy. Other specialties include geriatric pharmacy, the BCGP, Amcare Pharmacy, the BCACP, Oncology Pharmacy, BCOP, and a host of other certifications. We offer two testing windows, April and May, and then again, again, in September and October, we're actually in an active testing window right now. And BPS has grown to be an internationally recognized organization. So we have at least one pharmacist in more than 50 countries with an active certification. We have a, a number of pharmacists in Egypt, Canada, Singapore, Saudi Arabia, and, and Australia, and obviously here in the United States. So we're we're around the world. Excellent. It's a great starting point. And I think the recognition that the board certification, this is not something that's just for pharmacy, right? This Or, or something that's not uh, solely held by pharmacy. There's board certification for a number of other professions. It's often a question or critique I hear from some folks to say, well, hey, this is just segmenting pharmacy further. But board certification, it really does show a level of expertise. And it's something that exists for many health professions. Now, Brian, before we move on to our, our next question, you listed off a, a number of different specialty areas, and and there's 13 currently, but are there considerations for new or upcoming areas? I have to imagine that that number 13 is not static and that as the profession and as as healthcare evolves, there may be new areas that are coming up for board certification. So are are you able to shed any light on that for us today? No, that's a really good point, Nick. Um, You know, we, we grow the number of certification based upon patient need and really the the need of the healthcare team. And so as physicians and nurses and the patient recognizes the need of the pharmacist on that healthcare team and the expertise to the complex medications that exist on the team and um, board certification really helps to validate those expertise. And so to your point, um, we are administering the first examination for solid organ transplantation here during this test window in 2021. And we're also developing the emergency medicine pharmacy specialty right now and hope to get that exam off the ground in the next couple of years. 
We're exploring uh, pain management as a specialty area. And, you know, we continually engage with pharmacists and other healthcare providers to identify and validate new specialty areas as the need of the healthcare system and the patient addresses. So, Excellent. Well, Brian, I'm going to move us to our, our next question. And we've covered what is the pharmacy board certification, but who can test? You mentioned there's two testing periods in a year. Who can test and be credentialed? And is this something that any pharmacist is eligible for at any time? Are there prerequisites? Are there requirements? Um, and then in addition, once they have completed the exam or passed the exam more specifically, what must a pharmacist complete so they maintain their board certification? So the Board of Pharmacy Specialties recognizes pharmacists that work within a specialty area of practice. And so it's not for the general pharmacist population, it's for folks that really are focused on a certain population or advanced practice area or focused practice area. And most specialties follow the two, three or four year eligibility pathway. So pharmacists that have completed a PGY2 especially uh, residency program are eligible um, within that specialty area. So oncology pharmacy, for example, if you completed PGY2 in oncology pharmacy, then you're eligible for the oncology exam. Another pathway is the PGY1 plus two years of practice experience. That's the, the three-year pathway. And then there's a four-year pathway. That's the, the four years of practice experience. Now, if you are using practice experience as an eligibility pathway, you have to spend at least 50% of your time in the domains listed in the continent line in each of the specialty areas and all that experience must be within seven years. And so if you're gonna sit for the pediatric exam, for example, and you haven't completed residency, and that's fine, um, four years of practice experience, 50% of your time working with pediatric patients, 50% of your time amongst those domains uh, within our continent line, uh, within the pediatric continent line, and then you're, eligible to sit for the exam. Great, Brian. So that makes a lot of sense to me. And um, it's an item where I think it's not about getting the board certification so you can go into a practice area. This is more about having or being experienced and skilled in that practice area. The board certification is somewhat of a recognition with that. Now, as it relates to maintaining certification, can you go through what are the options for board certified pharmacists and, and just simply what do they need to maintain uh, for that certification? That's a good point. So after someone successfully passes an exam, they can their certification is valid for seven years. During that seven-year time frame, they have two options to maintain their certification. Um, they can either complete continuing pharmacy education that's approved by BPS, and that's 100 to 120 hours of professional development programs or they can sit for the recertification exam. Now it's interesting, we do offer, you know, that recertification exam, you know, year seven, only about 15% of our board certified pharmacists take that recertification exam. So folks typically don't like to take the exam more than once. They take the exam once and they're done and they choose to really opt for the CPE uh, recertification through one of our approved providers. And that's about 85% of our population. So they have two options and most folks do the CPE recertification. Now, uh, I'll have one additional question related to that. CPE, and this is something that, like you said, it has to be designated by BPS approved, but is this different than say state requirements for, for CE? Is this something where per, where pharmacists can kind of use it for both their license and for BPS? How does that all work out? 
Spot on, spot on. And I get I get caught up in the technicalities of the of the acronyms. But yeah, so the approved providers for um, recertification by CPE or continued professional education, um, all of that CE must be ACP accredited. So you can use um, those um, hours or credits for state licensure. But in addition to that, those education and programs must be aligned with the content outline. Again, it has to align with the domain's task knowledge statements that are um, really the blueprint for our exams. So it's the same type of content that's required for our exams. It's also required for our CE providers and the topics that are in the CE courses. All of our CE must be peer developed and peer reviewed by boards of pharmacists. It must include a post-activity assessment because we have to have some type of an evaluation as a part of the recertification process because it's a surrogate for the recertification exam. So in general, the, the recertification CPE is more rigorous than most CPE because of its serves as a surrogate for the recertification exam. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It was the answer that I was expecting myself having not looked into it. I, I am not board certified myself, so I haven't had to go through the requirements. But given that it is a specialty area, I figured that it would be a bit different. Now, Brian, I do want to move to our final question, and I want to address the why for pharmacists. Why should a pharmacist consider board certification? Um, specifically, I'd like to ask you, what's the benefit uh, for a pharmacist and their career development with being board certified. And then the other aspect that I want to call out, you've mentioned it multiple times in your responses so far. Uh, this is about patient care, improving patient care in these specialty areas. So um, again, just what's the benefit for a pharmacist to become board certified? Yeah. Well, I mean, the exam itself is a, an objective assessment of a pharmacist, especially knowledge and skills. It's a psychometrically sound defensible process where we set a standard and a, a pharmacist either meets and exceeds that standard or they don't. And, um, you know, unlike a portfolio review process, work, which can bring sub subjectivity to that process, it's a standard that can either be, you know, with the assessment, it's either met or not met. And pursuing board certification really is a personal decision. So a pharmacist should reflect on and make that personal decision. And um, some board sort of pharmacists choose to maintain certification for a number of reasons, um, to expand their knowledge and skills. And that's one of the most reported reasons for, for, for maintaining their certification. It also provides credibility as a professional to the patients and to the healthcare professionals. Physicians recognize board certification because they have to go through the process themselves and other members of the healthcare team often hold board certification. So they recognize that credential and patients assume that folks are maintaining all the credentials they need to practice. And so, um, and in some situations, board certification is a part of a requirement for employment. We know that a lot of hospitals are preferring it or maybe even requiring it as a part of a clinical position uh, within the hospital and health systems that are looking for um, those positions to be filled. And so, you know, uh, most pharmacists like to use their certifications to keep up, especially practice. The intentional action of board certification really holds a pharmacist accountable for lifelong learning and at the end of the day, uh, improving patient health outcomes. And I think that's really the big motivating factor for not only sitting for the exam, but also maintaining the certification. All right, Brian, one or two last questions on this topic before we get to our closing. And I get the first part is just if folks wanna find out about BPS and board certification, where do they go? And then the second part is, um, you know, if folks do have questions 
about board certification? Is there kind of a peer group or folks or someone that they can ask questions to? Is there any kind of maybe training guide or pre-tests for board certification before they take that exam? Yeah, no, really good question. So number one, I mean, for folks that are interested in learning more about BPS with board certification, our website, um, bpsweb.org has a wealth of information. But I'll also encourage folks to, if you do see those letters or initialisms after someone's name, you know, to ask folks a little bit more about what those credentials means to them and explore, you know, the process in which they use to, you know, earn those credentials and maintain those credentials. I think that peer-to-peer uh, conversation and the relationship building is very important. So I think that's another another piece to consider. Um, you know, the other piece is that, um, you know, board certification and the why, you know, is really all about patient care. And I think that's what uh, the public is expecting out of the healthcare professionals. And I think really that's what we have to focus on as we look to document what we're doing to keep up in, in practice. Excellent, Brian. Well, thanks for that additional response. And for folks, certainly, if you're thinking about or if you're inspired by hearing this, would recommend you check out BPS's website, look into more information as you're contacting other pharmacists, either directly or as you're scrolling through and seeing other pharmacists on social media. If you see a board certification, if you see some of those letters after their name, I'm not going to list all of them because, as Brian said at the beginning, there's 13 different board certifications that are that are out there now. So we're not going to go through and list all 13 of them, but reach out to folks see what their experience is, um, what they've gotten from from it, and uh, how it has benefited them. Brian, we've, we've now reached the closing, and I would like to thank you sincerely for appearing on the show. In our earlier or in earlier episodes of the Quality Corner Show, there's been a thorough discussion on continuing education, development for pharmacists. And we, we know when a pharmacist graduates from pharmacy school or when we receive our white coat, when we complete residency, whatever it is, but at these various stages, there's a commitment to furthering our own development, and that's to further improve patient care. Um, as we covered today, Brian, as you covered today, board certification is a fantastic opportunity to continue that development, and it serves as a recognition for pharmacists to help differentiate their particular skill set and, again, improve patient care, which is why we're all here. Uh, now, if you've listened to the Quality Corner Show previously, you know that we end with a final question for our guest, and Brian, in our last few episodes, we've talked with our guests about what new skill set they've worked on in the last year or how they've further developed their capabilities and existing skill or knowledge. We always talk about quality improvement. So this is a kind of personal quality improvement question. So, Brian, what have you been working on in the last year? What has been your uh, development as new areas or furthering your existing skill sets? Yeah, I, mean, I think in terms of new skill sets, it's really just uh you know, having a renewed focus on mindfulness and wellness, especially during this pandemic, and really just having a, a, a more uh, focused thought process around my why and my common purpose. And I, you know, alluded early on to sort of, you know, why pharmacy early on and, you know, thinking about my early experiences within pharmacy, even at the VA, you know, brings a renewed sense of purpose and being an early advocate, just like you, Nick, um, to the profession has really kept me focused on my why. And so I think that's been, you know, mindfulness, you know, first thing in the morning, you know, praying, meditating, stretching, you know, making sure that's a part of my daily activities um, and, and continuing upon that that journey is, is something I've done during the pandemic and maintain um, each day. You know, from a professional perspective, you know, BPS also focuses on its why and why we're doing what we're doing. 
and considers activities to promote the value and impact of certification to board certified pharmacists. We consider our stakeholders, such as patients, the public, you know, NRY, and currently we're in a strategic planning process that's challenged our assumptions in this post-pandemic, endemic future and being comfortable and comfortable, you know, in terms of what the future may look like. But, you know, obviously continuously scanning the environment, looking at trends, metrics, you know, plan length. But, you know, this exercise in strategic planning has really stretched my planning skills in terms of engagement, communication, even being on the podcast today, I think has has, um, broadened my uh, comfort zone as well. But, uh, you know, BPS um, holds not only one, but two accreditations. So NCCA is one of our domestic accreditations and then IAS under the ISO 17024 standards, the international accreditation. So only about 5% of certifying agencies hold the two industry leading accreditations. And we're really proud of that. Uh, accomplishment, but it's not just earning the accreditations, it's maintaining the accreditation. So similar to recertification for pharmacists, we as an organization have to go under reaccreditation and that takes time and effort and, you know, challenging our assumptions and whys and our processes and, and such. But, you know, we're proud of our success on achieving these designations and it really represents our commitment to continuous quality improvement. I know that's what this show's about and uh, just want to want your listeners to know that, uh, you know, we're doing our work just like your listeners are doing doing their work in terms of patient health outcomes, quality, and making sure that we're always continuing to be the best we can be. Yeah, thanks for that, Brian. And that's an interesting call out. We, we talked earlier in the show about board certification not being something just for pharmacy, but it's applicable to other fields of healthcare, uh, other, I don't we'll say more established or more commonplace, right, uh, practitioners, but even in other fields, that board certification is something that may be included. And it's not just national, it's international. Again, we talked about there are many folks who may question why it's necessary or that it, hey, it further segments, but this is something that it's important in all fields to recognize um, expertise and further progress. So we're, we're, we're keen to note that. Now, Brian, before we close, we, we have to ask um, if folks do want to reach out to you, if they want to learn more about BPS, if they want to learn more about board certification, et cetera, how can they best contact you? No, for sure. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn are, I think, obvious choices to engage with us. We were actually on those uh, social media platforms um, continuously. And then obviously you can reach out to me. I'm also on those social media platforms as well, or reach me through email, blawson at aphanet.org. All right. And Brian, one final question. I I did not include this in our planning, but it being American Pharmacist Month and uh, this episode coming out, wanted to give you opportunity as well for, do you have any special message, any special comments for pharmacists here as we do recognize October as American Pharmacist Month? You know, I just really want to express my appreciation to all the pharmacists, no matter where you work, live, play and pray for all the work you do in your communities um, and what you do for patients and your resilience through this, you know, really challenging time. But, you know, during these challenging times, it really demonstrates the heroes that are out there and, and has really shown the strength of our profession. And I hope that we continue to evolve to show our impact and value to not only our patients and to the public, but also to the decision makers of what we can do for the 
communities that we serve. So happy American Farmers this month and continue to stay strong and healthy and safe. Excellent, Brian. Well, thanks for adding that. And again, recommend um, check out BPS's website, contact Brian or BPS if you have questions about that. Certainly a great opportunity. And with that, we'll, we'll now wrap up our content for today's episode. So for our listeners, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. And if you have a question or topic you'd like us to explore, please let us know. Similarly, if you'd like to come on the show and talk about a particular topic, we'd love to hear about that. You can DM us directly on Twitter at PharmacyQuality or by emailing info at PharmacyQuality.com. With that, I appreciate you, the listening audience, to the Quality Corner Show, and there is one final message from the PQS team. The Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show has a request for you. Our goal is to spread the word about how quality measurement can help improve health outcomes, and we need your help in sharing this podcast to friends and colleagues in the healthcare industry. We also want you to provide feedback, ask us questions, and suggest health topics you'd like to see covered. If you are a health expert and you want to contribute to the show or even talk on the show, please contact us. You can email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind, what we can address, so that you are fully informed. We want you to be able to provide the best care for your patients and members, and we wish all of you listeners out there well.